When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by taking one small step a day? And not because you're a bad person now, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to be a better person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you live your best life. Hello and welcome to How to Be a Better Person. I'm Kate, your host and author of the book, How to Be a Better Person. This week on the podcast, we're talking about how to restore ourselves by actively inviting more positive emotions into our lives, which seems appropriate seeing that Thanksgiving, or our National Day of Gratitude, is happening tomorrow. Today's big idea is that wonder is a positive emotion that has tremendous benefits in addition to being so much fun to seek out. But it's not something we tend to think about much in the midst of the daily grind. I hope today's interview will help change that. Today I'm talking with Andrea Shear, a writer, artist, and life coach whose work is driven by her belief in the transformative power of wonder for creativity and well-being. Andrea has a brand new book, it officially published last week, called Wonder Seeker, that is quite literally wonderful and has been called a beacon of joy in a book. I'm so excited to talk to Andrea today about the emotion of wonder, what it is, and what it has to offer, as well as how to seek it and how to find it. Andrea, welcome. It's so great to have you. Thank you, Kate. So good to be here. So first off, let's define what we're talking about. What is wonder? Yes. So we think we know what wonder is, and I'm so glad you asked (laughs) because my sense of wonder is really like this like full body experience. So we see something maybe beautiful or that surprises us and this like pleasurable emotion arises in us and our eyes get big and we go, and our heart, you know, we, we say, Mm -hmm. wow. And so it's like this heart expanding kind of experience. And it's like kindred to joy, kindred to curiosity, there's all these things happening in the moment that are kind of woven in even gratitude or reverence can arise in us. And so it's fascinating to me that in this instant, you feel all these things in this whoosh of a moment. And when I think of the people that I admire the most and I most want to be like as I as I grow up, as I get older... Mm-hmm. I think of people who are, are are full of wonder and delight easily and are are moved by the world and are kind of intimate with the world in that way. Mm, I yeah. love that. So the theme of this week on the podcast, like I was saying in my introduction, is restoring yourself through positive emotions like gratitude and empathy, you know, because we've been through a real heck of a year and a half. So what do you think wonder has to offer us on a restorative level? Why does it matter, put another way, even during the difficult times? 
Yeah. So I've thought about this a lot. I was writing the book during 2020 and we were all full of anxiety and uncertainty and loss and all the other things. And so writing the book and practicing wonder became little a little laboratory for me. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, I was very boundaried and had to protect the energy of the book as I was writing it, even though I was listening to the news and even though I had all of my own anxieties, I kept reminding myself, it's like, okay, we're not denying that all these things are happening in the world. Like, yes, there's all this stuff. And yet what else is here? And so the, what else is here is like, there's so much beauty still in the world. I just got to know all my neighbors. Life slowed down. Life simplified. I feel grateful for things that I'd never felt grateful before. I can hear the birds again. Like all these other things sort of came into my view as well. And so the practice became how do I hold all of it and stay connected to what's good and what's working? And also what feels hard. Right. It almost sounds like it kind of can balance your seesaw. (laughs) Exactly. And then neurologically, so there's a a neuroscientist here in Berkeley named Dr. Rick Hansen. And he's written books, um, one called Buddha's Brain, another called Hardwiring Happiness. Mm -hmm. And he talks about how we have this thing called the negativity bias. And it means that we are constantly as human beings scanning for what's wrong in our environment. And it's a holdover from a time when we could be eaten by predators. Mm -hmm. And even though that's not true anymore, we still live that way. And so having a joy practice or a wonder practice is a way to create and deepen neural pathways that are also scanning for what's right and for what's good and for what we're grateful for. And you actually have to practice or we just default to the the sort of hypervigilance that we're accustomed to. Right. Something I think about a lot is how now that we have these little computers in our hands that give us 24-7 access to the internet, we never have to wonder about anything. You, you know, even the silly things like, what other movie has that actor been in? Or how can I fix my dishwasher? You know, can you talk about mm-hmm. the state of wonder in our current modern reality. Yeah. I mean, so the great thing about what you just shared is that we're so curious, right? Like we're curious beings. Mm -hmm. And what I notice in my kids, because they're so accustomed to Googling, is that their tolerance both for boredom and for not knowing the answer to something is very small. Mm -hmm. So they, they they don't know what it is to muse on something for a long time or try to figure something out in the same way that we had to. Right. And right. So to not romanticize too much like the way it used to be, it's not really about that. But one of the activities in the book that I offer is refuse to know anything for 24 hours. And it's just a way to practice being in both the discomfort of that Mm -hmm. and notice like what's kind of cool about that. Like what do we how do we get resourceful? How do we get curious? How do we try new things in a world where we don't know the answer immediately? Mm. I'm with you. I'm going to try that. (laughs) Good. (laughs) I have a few more questions for you, but I have to take a quick break. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, we're back. So I loved that you just shared that uh, exercise from your book about refusing to know something for 24 hours. What are some other of doable and fun ways to experience wonder that you include in the book? Can you share one or two of your favorites? Yeah, sure. So one of them that's really easy and accessible, and everybody listening can probably do it today if they want, is to go on a field trip to the ghost grocery store. And what I mean by that is when my son was about four years old, we were in the produce aisle and he picked up a dragon fruit and he's like, mama, what's this? And I said, I think it's a dragon fruit. He's like, what's inside it? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so instead of Googling it, we took it home and we had this really sweet shared moment of wonder, feeling the fruit and smelling it and like shaking it and <laughs> then cutting into it and tasting it. And it was very poignant for me, probably especially as an adult, because it's so rare that we look at something and we're like, what's that? I've never seen that before. And I love that experience. I think that's why we love traveling, right? We love like experiencing new things. And so that's one really simple way that we can, I mean, literally go to the grocery store, find something that you've never eaten before, you never tasted it. You don't know what it is. You don't know what to do with it and have a little adventure or a little tasting flight. Like you could buy 10 different bars of chocolate of all different varieties and you could lay them all out for your family and taste them together. Mm. I love that tip, especially because, you know, I think a lot of my listeners are pretty busy. You know, I keep my, my episodes really short because I know that I don't really have time to sometimes to listen to a longer episode. And so I think the people who listen are also identifying with that sense of not having a ton of time. And I think like, being receptive, being curious, doing something that's outside of your normal routine, all this type of stuff, like we can just get into this mode where we're like, uh, don't have time for that. Like maybe, maybe on the weekend, maybe not. And I just right. am curious, like how, what can we say, what can you tell us that we can say to ourselves to kind of push back against this idea of, I don't have time to, in, to put on my wonder goggles today, you know? Yeah. You know, I think one thing that's really powerful, and maybe we can do this together right now. I didn't, I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this question, but I'm going to ask you a question right now, okay. which is, what is a potent memory of yours of wonder, mm. like either from childhood mm. or later? Oh, that's. And I'm asking because, and I want to ask, you know, everyone listening, because when you can presence wonder and you're like, oh, well, gosh, the first time I saw the night sky when I was camping with my family. And I saw a shooting star was like, it blew my mind. Like maybe that's a moment of wonder for you. And once you can presence it in your body and remember, it's like, it's so much the, the part of the deliciousness of life and enjoying our time here. Right. And so, yeah. So what comes up for you? 
Well, the first thing that popped into my head was um, you mentioned a camping trip. So my dad and I went camping. I grew up in Rhode Island where I live now, and we went on a camping trip up to Nova Scotia, which is in Canada, about, I don't know, 10 hours north of Rhode Island. So pretty far up there. And we um, we wanted to see the green flash or the, the northern Ooh. lights, you know. So we woke up really early yes. one morning and <laughs> went to this rocky outcrop into the ocean. And he set up his tripod on his camera. He was going to capture the green flash on his camera. Mm-hmm. And it was completely fogged in. And we um. couldn't see anything. And on the one hand, that could have been kind of a bummer of an experience, right? Because we'd been talking about the green flash probably for all 10 hours or multiple times on that 10-hour trip up there. But (laughs) it was just so cool to be on this little rocky Mm. spit into the North Atlantic, cannot see anything. And we could just hear, because it's so foggy up there and because it's, you know, a craggy, rocky coast, there were a lot of lighthouses. So we could hear all these foghorns from different lighthouses coming from different directions, but you could not see a thing. It was like being in the middle of a cloud. And I just, that's what Mm. popped into my head for me. I was like, wow, we're like, I know we haven't left Earth, <laughs> but I have never felt <laughs> this like feeling of being oh, sort of nowhere. That's, it's cool. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful and such a perfect example. And and you're right. It's like it's not wonder is not transactional. You can't plunk yourself in the in the front of the Grand Canyon and be like, okay, experience some wonder now. <laughs> right. Like maybe, maybe you will, but it's also very possible that you're like, wow, it's 100 degrees outside. I've just been in a car with my family for 11 hours and I'm not feeling wonder at all. (laughs) Right. Um, So wonder, you know, it sneaks up on us. And so this question that I was holding as I was writing this book is like, how do we prime ourselves to experience more of it? How do we create those conditions so that it's like, so that wonder becomes kind of a side effect of a life well-lived? I love it. I love it. So for listeners who are loving what you're saying, and I hope their wheels are starting to turn about how they can just like put on their wonder goggles the next time they leave the house. Mm. It's not like you have to go to Nova Scotia to experience wonder. Exactly. (laughs) Where can they find you? They can find me at andreashear.com, A-N-D-R-E-A-S-C-H-E-R. And if you go to slash book, you will find all the place. I mean, every, 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 you know, sort of bookseller will have the book, but if you want to sign up for a read along that I'm doing, that's a great link to go to. I saw that you were offering that. That sounds so cool and fun. What a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So for everyone who buys the book, it's a, it's a free e-course where I'm reading from the book and we're doing some of these activities in community. And so that just makes it even more fun. I love that. Sometimes, you know, having to sort of show up at a certain time and place just helps you do it. So. Great idea. Exactly. Well, thanks for being here today, Andrea. Thank you so much, Kate. So this is Kate back with your tiny assignment. Andrea shared that story of going to the grocery store with her four-year-old, and kids are so naturally tuned in to the sense of wonder. So much is new to them, and they're not yet cynical. So every little thing can just be a wow moment when you're four years old. Your tiny assignment today is to spend at least a few minutes pretending that you're four. What would a four-year-old geek out on in your home or right outside your door? Just put on your wonder goggles like Andrea talks about and see what there is to be seen that maybe you would otherwise breeze right past in your grown-up, I've-got-places-to-go mentality. 
I know there's lots to be done, typically, on the day before a holiday, but even think about how a four-year-old might perceive what Thanksgiving is all about, and let that line of thinking infuse how you approach your preparations. And I hope you'll come back tomorrow or keep listening because I've got a funny story about gratitude and a really cool exercise for you to invite more of it into your life. Thanks for listening to How to Be a Better Person. Our theme song is Left for Deadish by Junior85. The podcast is mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past seven episodes, a sneak peek of the week ahead, and one well-chosen meme to your inbox every Saturday morning. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com Tweet me at Kate Han, K-A-T-E-H-A-N, or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 